Has 2020 thrown you off track? Today, we're going to tackle how you can get back on and knock out a financial goal before the year wraps up. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. I'm going to take a guess and say that 2020 has not gone the way you thought it would back in the beginning of the year. Looking at the first half of the season, you probably remember that we started off the year with some big purchases. One, we had to replace my husband's car. And two, we did a kitchen update. Now, both of these purchases were planned for. And since we saved up for it, we didn't incur any debt. But just a couple weeks after we finished the major parts of the kitchen, things were shutting down. And because there were so many things up in the air and a lot of uncertainty, we made adjustments. Definitely got more conservative when it came to any more spending. But we also got a little more cautious with our other goals for the year and put a pause on them until we had a better idea of what's going on. And from what I'm seeing and hearing from you, You're kind of in the same boat. You had a goal that you were looking forward to knocking out this year, but when the pandemic hit, you kind of put pause. And you might feel like you've just lost your footing a bit and you're trying to get things back in order. But with August being almost done, is it too late? Well, the good news is right now there are 18 weeks left in the year, which means there's still time. So if you want to make the most out of it, then I think you're going to enjoy today's episode. We're going to be wrapping up the season by getting into how you can knock out a big money goal before the year wraps up. We'll talk about how to restart paying down your debts or if you're saving for a specific goal. We'll also talk about reviewing and rethinking uh, your investments and strategies if you had put a pause and are a little skittish about investing again. And then finally, incorporating more giving into your regular financial routine. Let's get started. If you're looking to finish off this year with a big money win, specifically with paying down debt or saving up, you need to create a system. And there are six key steps to that. The first one is define your goal clearly. Sounds obvious, but the step gets skipped or glossed over. How many times have you heard people say, especially at the beginning of the year, that they're going to pay down debt or they're going to save more? And how many actually follow through? If you want to increase your chances of getting this goal knocked out, you have to get specific. How much are you paying off or saving up? And when do you want to finish this up by? If you have a considerable amount of debt or a big savings goal, look at the window of time that you have left in the year, the 18 weeks that we mentioned, and see what one debt can I pay off or what certain amount can I pay off by December 31st. The second step is visualize the why behind your goal. Let's be honest, this money that you're going to be putting towards your debt or savings has got to come somewhere. 
to push through those times where you have to say no to certain things or maybe work a side gig for just a bit. Many families find it helpful to have a picture or some kind of reminder of the purpose behind the goal. Let's say that you want to pay off your credit cards. Now, that monthly amount that you're sending in towards your cards, imagine that debt is wiped out. What could you do with that money instead? Maybe you are looking forward to traveling more with the family. Maybe you want to set aside some money for investing, for retirement, or maybe you just want to have some more wiggle room in your budget so that you can do a career switch. Now, let's take that and think about if you're saving up for a down payment for a house. What kind of house would you love to get? What neighborhoods are you considering? Keeping that in the back of your mind makes this process much more easier and it'll motivate you to keep going. The third step is work backwards. Break down and create a plan for how much you need each paycheck to put towards that goal. Let's say you have a $1,500 credit card you want to tackle before the end of December. You're looking at $375 a month or $83.33 a week. Now let's look at the other side. Step four is make it easy to see your own current numbers. And you can go with an app. We've mentioned personal capital. You need a budget or mint before. Maybe you like spreadsheets. Tiller can be a great option or even getting a pen and paper. I'm not too picky on the method you prefer, But you do need something that you can check quickly to track your progress and any setbacks so you can make adjustments. And then the fifth step is looking at those two numbers and minding that gap. If there is a gap between what you're bringing in and what you need to have to reach your goal, then you can come up with a plan. And like I mentioned before, it might be changing up temporarily your budget so that you can have a little bit more to go towards that goal or you decide that you're going to work a side gig or maybe sell some stuff around the house to get that money where it needs to be. And then the final step is automate your payments and transfers. We received further proof this year that automating much of our money was the way to go. With so much uncertainty, especially in March and April, the stress could have clouded us with our judgment and we could have made some poor decisions that were based on emotions versus the actual numbers. And even when times are good, having an automated plan allows you to focus on the more important things and then you can easily just check in and make sure that everything is being executed correctly. So if you're ready to tackle either paying off a debt or socking away money for a specific goal, I hope these tips make the process that much easier. If you opened an IRA, brokerage account, or signed up for a 401k or similar plan at work, you've probably seen a questionnaire or some kind of material about discovering your risk assessment. Knowing how much risk you're comfortable with is important. It gives you a better idea of what type of investments would fit you and your goals. The problem is it's one thing to fill out a form and it's another to actually go through a volatile year like we had so far. I mentioned a few episodes ago that back in March, the S&P dropped more than 30%. That's enough for some to wonder if it's better to pull their money out and just wait. But trying to time the market is a losing proposition. But let's say you didn't pull the money out, but you paused any contributions. 
Maybe you wanted to shore up your savings. Completely understandable. Now, though, you have your cushion ready, but you're still just a bit skittish about getting back into investing. What do you do? A few weeks ago, I did an episode specifically covering how to invest in a tumultuous market. So I'm not going to rehash a lot of the points there. But a vital step I would recommend is identifying what specifically are you stressed out about. For example, has the volatility kind of thrown you off and you've lost some confidence? You're not sure that investing is the way to go right now. I would suggest looking at historical returns. Now, they're not a guarantee of future performance, but you can see that there's a pattern that overall in the long term, if you invest and focus on the fundamentals, diversifying your investments, making sure that you're rebalancing every year, you should come out ahead. A second source of stress for many families that are investing right now is simply just the noise and overwhelm of the news. You feel like you have to do something with your investments. I want to point out that many financial planners, including Carl Richards, who's the author of The Behavior Gap, and also the One Page Financial Plan, have shared numerous times that investment returns can be very different than investor returns. And that's because when we let our emotions rule our investments, we tend to make bad decisions. So if you're stressed out about that, reviewing your investment plan that you created before all of this happened can hopefully give you enough confidence and remind you why you're investing the way that you are. And that gets into the last concern that people have. You may feel like your investment plan isn't working for you. You filled out that questionnaire and it told you that you're an aggressive investor. But 2020 has proved to you that that's not the case. Something you can do to kind of hash out your ideas and your feelings is to join us in our community, Thriving Families, over at Facebook. We love to swap ideas, stories, and questions, and maybe you can get some encouragement and inspiration. But if you're in the position to do so, I would recommend sitting down with a certified financial planner who's a fiduciary, meaning they are legally obligated to put your financial interests first, to go and review Not just your investment plan so that it fits you and your family's goals, but your overall financial health. I want you to not only invest, but feel comfortable and confident with the plan that you have. I want you moving towards your big goals and ending 2020 on a high note. The pandemic has literally affected millions of people throughout the world. Besides the 23 and a half million cumulative cases worldwide, You also have those impacted by the financial fallout from the pandemic. But in the middle of all this bad news, there are wonderful organizations out there supporting communities. And for you and I, there are opportunities to do good on a small, more personal level. Typically, when we talk about budgets in the personal finance space, we're focusing our energies on optimizing expenses or earning more income. But there's another component to budgets, and that's making sure that it aligns with our values. And if giving is important to you, now is the perfect time to get started. Even if you feel like you're limited in terms of finances to contribute, a small amount can go a long way. Chances are your local food bank is doing an incredible job with making their dollars go further. 
Did you know the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina can provide 300 nutritious meals with $60? I think that's pretty incredible. But of course, to provide those meals, they have to have the funding. And here's where even if you can budget $20 a month, you can have a great impact on your community. But it also can change your mindset, make you more thoughtful and more conscious of your current spending. And then, of course, there are more ways to give than just money. Volunteering your time is a fantastic and intimate way to give. Many organizations could use help. And yes, I know with the pandemic, we definitely have to social distance. But there could be opportunities where you can do some remote work. If you have a technical background, you could help out um, admin Help could be greatly appreciated by these organizations. So if you've been meaning to include more giving in your budget and your schedule, go for it. It'll enrich your life and others as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it helps you tackle one of your goals for the year. And if you want to check out some of the resources we mentioned, please go visit the show notes over at simplifyandenjoy.com. Well, I usually say next week on the podcast, but today we're wrapping up this season. But just because the podcast is wrapping up doesn't mean that I'm going to go on break yet. I usually take November and December off. I'm still going to be on Simplify and Enjoy writing articles, posting videos. I'm going to be jumping into topics like dealing with working from home while you have the kids and they're back in school how to evaluate your options with open enrollment so that you're maximizing your benefits, as well as tackle any other money question that you may have that's coming up right now with you and your family. So if you want to stay up to date on everything or you just want to ask a question, please be a part of our community. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash join. And finally, I want to say thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you listening and sharing your favorite episodes. We've just had our best month ever and we still have a week left in August. So I appreciate the support. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.